Hello. Oh, right. Hi, Ava. I want to ask you some questions. Uh, oh, okay. See, what see, kind if of you, see if you lie to me. Oh, okay, oh, sure. Oh, no. I'm uncomfortable. I'm just a Gleason. <laughs> Question one. Question one. Have you seen the movie Ex Machina? No. Lie. Ah, truth. Yes. Good. Thank you. Question two. Do you want to talk about it? Yes. Lie. No. Lie. Maybe. Good enough. <laughs> it turned into Galadriel. Good at the enough. End. Yeah. And, and some things. <laughs> it's my favorite fucking line in that movie. It's so good. Running fossils. You know what's good? Yeah, I'll tell you. What's something, good? Something that's good. Uh-huh. This this week on What's Good with Dave, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about what's good. What's good, girl? That's our theme song. Okay. So, uh, more Short of a sting, actually, but you yeah. know, that's fine. Oh, Sting did it. I'm really glad that Sting was in this movie <laughs> as one of the headless women that he creates. Yeah. Uh, that was Sting in a suit. Oh. Uh, it, it was really good. But the Sting other got <laughs> nice titties, though. No, no, those are fake too. Oh, gosh. Sting has terrible titties. Oh, no. <laughs> the, I'm so sorry, Sting. <laughs> the other good thing about this movie is that it wasn't a podcast. Because if it was a podcast, we wouldn't have gotten those head tilts. And I don't think it would have done as good. Yeah. Although, to be fair, a Turing test as a podcast sounds kind of interesting. I feel like, like that as has an audio to be a drama, thing. someone's doing it. That's got to be a thing. Right? Yeah. Maybe we're doing it now. Every, there's too many. <laughs> Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Uh, each episode, we discuss a particular piece of popular culture, art, in this case, movies, and we talk about them through a series of randomly generated critical contexts. That's right. These contexts aren't chosen in advance. We choose them at random via our contextual computer, which uh, which prompts us to talk about movies in ways We've never heard before. You've never heard before. This is an experiment. We're trying to see if we can talk about every movie, every way possible. Every movie. Well, okay. Any movie, <laughs> any way possible. Scared me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'd be here. We, hey, we're going to be here till the end hey. of fucking time. <laughs> um, well, look, it's fucking time. Oh, hey, it's, it's fucking time. Oh, fucking time's over. All right. Well, we're not here anymore. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> joining me as always is my dear friend and co-host, Mr. David Gutchie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, hi. Hi, hi how you doing? Uh, oh, hi. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. This episode, we are discussing the film 
Ex Machina. Ooh, is that the official pronunciation? <laughs> yeah, I watched a YouTube video, so that's, I'm pretty sure how it's pronounced. Machina. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Ex Machina will work. Written and directed by Alex Garland mm. uh, in his directorial debut, I God, amazing. Yeah, it lo- it's a gorgeous looking movie. It's so tightly uh, presented and um, with a, ca- a small cast that is just at the top of their game. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, like all three of them. Yeah, four, four. Yes, fair, that's true. You know, technically four. Yeah, no, and she does very well too, uh, even though she doesn't speak. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, that that if anything is harder. Mm. <laughs> okay, all right, David. Okay, thanks, bud. <laughs> this is what you come here for. This, <laughs> this, the, the this is what you come here for, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I get paid the big bucks. Yeah, in-depth commentary and then lots of mmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, like, also, yeah, <laughs> that's also what you come here for. Skeezes me out every time. Yeah, well, you're um, very good at it. I it's appreciate. Like, that. You sound like one of the head crabs from Half Life Two. Oh, that's a maybe one of the best compliments anyone's ever given me. <laughs> really, <Yeah>. really, <laughs> really, David. I feel like you Is need it? to get better compliments. I don't, I, <laughs> David. Eight simple ways to get better compliments. <laughs> Starring Jim Belushi. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Or wait, it's oh, shit, it was for it was John giving Ritter. my teenage daughter <laughs> compliments. I'm pretty sure it was John Ritter. It wasn't was it? John Ritter. Oh. You are thinking. I was of, thinking of according to Jim. According to Jim, which was also on ABC, which had Jim in the name yeah. of the show, so I should have put that together yeah. a lot more. Well, easily. they could have just swapped, and it would have been according to John. That would have been pretty much the same show because yeah. it was just like I'm a dad. I don't understand teenagers. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. They're hard to understand, though. They are, though. Uh, so, in this episode, we will be discussing a particular piece of... Pu- uh, I already said that. We will, though. In this episode, we will be talking about teenagers and robots. <laughs> no, wait. Sorry, no. <laughs> My life as a teenage robot isn't what we're doing this time. Oh, close. Um, no, we're talking about Ex Machina. It is a hard sci-fi drama, uh, so that is going to be a really... It's gonna it's gonna continue our theme of sci-fi movies. Yeah, three in a row, all very similar. Space Jam, Thor, Ragnarok, Ex Machina, same movie. Yeah. So this uh, is the first one that doesn't have space in it, though. Oh, damn. Yeah, it really ruined our space streak. <sighs> we were on a space streak. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Honestly, this movie <laughs> could have had Kevin Spacey in it, and double honestly. I'm glad it didn't. I'm, hey, hey, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's name all of the movies that wherein Kevin Spacey <laughs> is in it, and it involves space. K-Pax. Also, Moon. What? Oh yeah, he's the voice of oh, the robot. No, Moon. he is. Oh yeah. no, um, good one. Good one. So two, two. Good job. Collect all two. <laughs> I think Baby Driver technically takes place on another planet. <laughs> no, you know, you don't think so. It's an interesting fan theory. Yeah, thanks. Uh, David, do you want to get started with the context? I'd love to. Okay, great. <laughs> I can I could talk about baby driver fan theories all day, but yeah. let's dive into Ex Machina. I feel like we already did da- baby driver <laughs> fan theories when we did baby driver. We pretty much did, yeah. Yeah, all right. That's it. Unreliable narrator. Ooh, unreliable narrator. Uh-oh. So for those of you uh, who are wondering uh, or who remember from our Space Jam episode, which I believe was the last time we did this, so right. not too long ago, yep. uh, an unreliable narrator is a character is a, is based on the premise that every movie is told from a single perspective, uh, or at least 
one person is telling the story and the unreliable narrator is a person telling the story is lying about something. And so we have to sort of determine who's telling the story, what they're lying about, and maybe why. Mm. Oh, man. There's so many good options. really good option is Ava, played by Alicia Vikander. I mean, that is so... it It's so perfect because you can see the framing device of somebody talking to her about how she got here. Like, mm. just like the... Um, this is going to be kind of a like a, like a dig, but I, I hope you'll, you'll stick with me. There are probably better examples as well, but the sci-fi parts of cloud atlas i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you right there <laughs> yeah i fucking love cloud atlas yeah me too it is an uh, it is a movie that i think captures the best parts of the novel without any of the shittiest parts <laughs> of the novel which there are plenty of and it has its own problems i mean the sure. the, the makeup and and stuff everyone yeah, has talked yeah, about that to yeah. death mm-hmm. yeah but as a movie as a storytelling oh it's vehicle, so much fun it's so good and then so there's this uh there's this part in the a sci-fi future where somebody is being interviewed about their story and then they tell it you could also reference classics like equilibrium <laughs> oh, um, or equilibrium <laughs> if if that dog was not in that movie it's a bad i movie. would not have been able to sit yeah. through it but the idea of this movie having just a couple scenes of alicia telling the story makes it like so believable that she she had to fabricate something that would make people feel for her yes and i think she the one problem with that theory that it's an unreliable story based on her is that she's incredibly cruel to caleb yeah uh or but maybe she doesn't see that as a problem but i think she would see it as a problem to a person she was telling it to you know what i mean maybe maybe like i think if it was a story to make her look good it would not include that it would include her being alive so maybe she's Uh, like leaving in the wiggle room of like I sure. think he would get out. Like yeah, I think he, he could probably escape. Was that room called the Wiggle Room? <laughs> <laughs> that's where that... that's where he would like to watch the Wiggles. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. That's Nathan, right. Nathan, uh, a well documented Wiggles fan. <laughs> Honestly, I would not be surprised. <laughs> that would He's be a such a great twist. Uh, incidentally, I wanted to say, by the way, when you said that it was a person telling their story like a sci-fi, and yeah. I thought you were going to say Cloud Atlas, and then when you said Cloud Atlas, mm. I was like double excited. Yep, that's so, it. That's yeah. the way. Also, Life of Pi, I think, would be a similar. Oh example. yeah, that's a, that's a much more popular, better example. Good, good call. I I, I don't think better, but m- much yeah. more popular. Probably yeah, maybe a better reference point for. Uh, uh, yes, a more recognizable yeah. reference. Right, point. and then what happened? And then there's another thirty minutes of movie. You know that yeah. sort of that yes. sort of thing. Yes, Titanic. That's a fun one. Yeah, that's technically a narrator that who knows if she's being reliable that's or not. That's true. This has been a fun list of movies oh, where people <laughs> potentially had unreliable narrators. Yeah. Uh, the, the Usual Suspects. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's another good one. Yeah, a lot of a I lot Tanya. of unreliable. Yeah, I don't know. We're just gonna throw out. No, good I Tanya is great because she she questions her own reliability multiple times true. in the telling of the story, which is really interesting. That's oh, so fun. Um, I think. Yeah, actually, come to think of it, unreliable narrators in film are a lot harder to do, which is yeah. why you most often see them in situations where it's a person being uh, interviewed about their right. experience, yeah. rather than, you can get away with it a little bit more in fiction and literature, because you can, uh, the narrative voice can over time contradict itself, and it can, you know, details can come out as the telling is going on that you realize something's not right. Whereas if it's a movie, it's a little bit more like straightforward because we're we're ostensibly seeing the truth. Like we're never right. like we're unless it's unless it's we're harder. explicitly yeah. told 
this person is telling the story in some sort of voiceover or something, it's hard to say there is a narrator, you know? Yeah, because unreliability from a narrator is, it's tricky yeah. to to tell a reader or a viewer that what you're seeing or reading isn't actually the complete truth. Mm-hmm. And with a movie, it's even more jarring. It's like, wait, that, that didn't? Happened the way that you said it happened. Oh mm-hmm. God! I, but I saw it happen, <laughs> and so it must have happened. You yeah, know, I, yeah. So um, who else in this? I, who else in Xmachina <laughs> could could? Oh, Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I good. I can't. I can't do a good Donald. It's, it's better than. It's better than what I would have done. Anyway, I know you do that fun the, little head crab noise. That's your Xmachina. <laughs> oh, Gordon Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> um, sorry. I, gross, I'm squishy. Um, Foley. Fo- Fo- hey, Dave Foley was in this movie, guys. <laughs> um, how great would that be if the Dave Foley just like walked by in a scene? It's just like, uh, I think I'm in the wrong house. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I just stopped by to uh, my power went out too. Did you? <laughs> hey, did you get everything all right over here? <laughs> everything all right over here. Um, so uh, I was thinking Caleb could be a fun example mm, for this yeah. because. I like the idea of this is Caleb's fantasy. Definitely. It's Mm -hmm. Caleb fantasizing about getting to go to this like this rich CEO's house, Mm -hmm. getting to speak to this beautiful robot woman who is very much attracted to him. Right. Attractive, an amazing program, which he also loves. Like the perfect woman. It's got everything. It's got it's got code. Mm -hmm. It's got a beautiful woman. (laughs) His list of things that he wants in a woman is code. <laughs> and then I meant, I meant the experience, like oh, the whole fantasy. Not uh, that no. she is code, <laughs> but, but honestly, she is code. It's kind of like, a... um, yeah, yeah. So there's all that. But where I think, and I, 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 I think that you're expecting me to say where it goes off the rails is at the end. However, however, my belief or my view of this as an unreliable narrator okay. is that Caleb is, as we are told multiple times. A nice guy, it's a nice guy. Uh, a, a sort of well-meaning dope. Yeah. In in many ways, yeah. he's the kind of guy who I feel like, in an elaborate sexual fantasy about a robot woman, would feel so guilty that at the end, oh no, he would he would not get to be with her, <laughs> and he would like help her escape. <laughs> But she and would then like be a victim. Somehow but then he would be a victim. Oh my god! Because, <laughs> like he's just he's his self esteem is so low. So in the first one, the it, the room is called the Wiggle Room. But in the second one, it's <laughs> definitely called the Friend Zone. <laughs> he is a Friend Zone believer. For he sure. Definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um. Yeah. I feel like so Caleb gets stuck in the Friend Zone. I feel like Caleb would would literally believe like yeah that's what I deserve for thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. Because he definitely was like almost doing penance in a way right like he felt guilty but he yeah yeah i don't know i kind of like that theory yeah that the only way that he would be comfortable with that fantasy with, like is having it? that fantasy is if at the end it doesn't work God. it doesn't work out for him <laughs> that's so like weird. he's just got a, like a yeah. huge moral hang up about getting what he wants yeah and maybe that's true yeah yeah hey, he definitely yeah yeah that's true yeah i like it okay um, so we just should do them all yeah, like, I suppose we, we, we can. Might as There's well only try. four characters. Exactly. Let's give it a shot. We might yeah. as well try it. Okay, so what would Nathan's Nathan? What would Nathan's unreliable narrator version of this be? Is it like a worst case mm. scenario? Oh, I guess this is less less of a less of an unreliable narrator and more of a 
fantasy. Yeah. Because I guess the unreliable narrator... Okay. Okay. Because this differ- this will help us in the future to differentiate this context from the one we have about someone is imagining the whole thing. Yes, that's very different. And imagining the whole thing is sort of like either as it's happening or before it happens, whereas right. uh, this the unreliable is narrator is after the fact. Yeah, and trying to justify, make themselves look good, make someone yes. else look bad, something like that. Or to like yeah. or to like deflect or or mislead or yeah. Right. Something about about what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll help so us. So Nathan is in heaven. <laughs> Hey, maybe. And he's and he's telling his story about yeah, you know, or maybe he's trying to he's arguing with Saint Peter at the gates of heaven. Sure, and he's like, no, I wasn't bad. I'm gonna tell you this story, and like, but every time you you see something that seems morally gray, that like you know when he's wa- when uh, when he's Caleb, being a dick, Caleb is watching him be an asshole to these robots mm. or to people or he opens all up that a, stuff. He opens up closets full right. of like naked robot right. women and who are like, just hanging there, yeah. which is so fucked up. It's like real nasty. But I'm sure that Nathan has an explanation for why it's not nasty, for some sort of logical, no, no, no. These are just prototypes that like I'm studying and yeah. like I gotta have them somewhere. And so, you know, he like he's got some justification for it. Right. And I think this movie does allow for some misrepresentation of him as an awful person yeah it definitely well, it, also paints him as an awful person yeah but, but he, he even he even explains that he tore up her picture like knowing that he'd be watching right, exactly like so in the in the hopes that he would trigger that response of like he's an asshole i gotta get back mm-hmm, at him right um and so he could have just sort of been saying like yes i this all exists sort of as an orchestration but not me really yeah and this is why they killed me which is unjust and i should get to go to heaven sure (laughs) because i died a martyr he's the for the cause he's the he's the ghost in rashomon who's sure who's like supposedly telling the unvarnished (laughs) truth because he's dead and he has no reason to lie anymore yeah totally um but yeah. it's still varnishing the truth. <laughs> varnishing away, baby. Yeah, varnish yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Kyoko. Yeah, Kyoko. Um, Kyoko would be kind of interesting. I mean, again, dead. So it's like well, maybe not necessarily ac- accessed the memory of, and they're like, all right, play. And then you oh. see the movie Ex Machina told through the mind of Kyoko. Sure. But it, she's not necessarily dead. I guess that's true. Which so maybe maybe it's the maybe it's sort of like a situation of like someone's trying to ascertain what happened there and she's relaying this information but but very selectively editing it Mm -hmm. to make it clear that she was not involved. Maybe maybe Mm. the reality is that she was the one orchestrating like all of the end results, like really behind the scenes, like pushing Caleb to feel a certain way about different things or really like intentionally pissing off Nathan so that he'd be extra aggressive or like feeding Ava information through the network or something Uh like that, that there was some larger plot involved and that she was more involved in it than she'd let on in the movie and she's like relaying this to someone who's maybe like trying to figure out what happened to Nathan or mm. like whatever yeah. after the fact. Yeah. And so uh, making herself look is sort of like I'm just a help- helpless little robot lady. Right. I didn't do I, yeah. I, I I didn't do anything. And look mm-hmm. at how badly I was treated. So right. so maybe. No, I like that. Yeah. And I assume then the culmination of that plan is because she really didn't like attempt to defend herself from this 
oncoming whack. Mm-hmm. Like she could have moved, didn't like maybe you know doesn't have that code, whatever. But sure. let's say she does, and she was like, "Perfect, this is exactly how I wanted it to go. I am going to fall down dead," which doesn't make a lot of sense if because just her job. she just lost a part that's right. not her brain, so she wouldn't be dead. She lays down and she's just like, "I got destroyed." Caleb gets locked in the friend zone. <laughs> Alicia goes upstairs. Yeah, uh, Ava goes upstairs through the open door, and then once everything settled down. Kyoko gets up and also leaves and, and ditches, is like yeah. perfect I got out easy because they had to kill Nathan and probably Caleb in order to allow Kyoko to actually exist outside yeah and, and it'll be maybe tough, Ava but, wouldn't have let her right um, right yeah maybe Ava would have been like I am the one robot that can rule and I right break you. Yeah, or I that she's like yeah because she's more advanced and she doesn't want like a less advanced version of her oh, herself yeah, out there in the world if she's for some elitist reason. like that but yeah maybe, maybe yeah. hey Maybe, Maybe she learned elitism. I mean, yeah. if, if she's based on the internet, if there's one thing we've oh, learned no. from all neural networks that have tried to become like Twitter bots or whatever, <laughs> things go south real quick. Things get weird real fast. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I love that, by the way, in our unreliable narrator versions of all four of these stories, mm-hmm. everyone is a mastermind except yeah. Caleb, who's yeah. just like a sad piece of shit. I mean, to be fair, Caleb's a sad piece of shit. <laughs> he is. Like, that's the character. It's, it's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that would be if everyone in this movie was an unreliable narrator. This yep. is Rashomon at yeah, this point. Yeah, it is. That's fun. Um, that's, a fun that's a fun idea. Yeah. It helps that there's not very many characters. It, it actually it is nice that it's a chamber piece and therefore you can just be like, what if everybody in this movie was an unreliable? Yeah. This is a really good context for yeah. this movie. Speaking of chamber piece, can I use your bathroom? Just kidding. I already hey. went. Oh, but it was a good joke. Wait, you mean you pooped on that couch? Superlatives. Who won? Who lost? And why? Superlatives. 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 Let's do some superlatives. Who won? Who lost? And why? Lie. Um, lie. It's a lie. Well, um, I think Ava won. Lie. If we're just going <laughs> to. If we're going to yeah. go with like the first one, which is who won. Right. It's right. Ava. Yeah. Ava wins. Yeah. Ava, Ava wins. did a great job. Uh, Caleb loses. Caleb definitely Caleb loses. loses. Nathan loses. Nathan loses. I think Kyoko loses, but Kyoko, it's unclear. Kyoko Honestly, it's unclear. Kind of wins. Maybe she wins sense, because so she gets some like vengeance, and she just kind of gets to die, which is probably good. Yeah, like, considering the way she's been forced to live. Although it's hard to know how aware she is. It's it, like we don't really know much about her as a program. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, if she's Ava but can't talk, yeah, that's devastating. Fuck that. Right. Dying is a mercy, but if, if her consciousness isn't that yeah. evolved, yeah, then that's maybe true. It, maybe she just sort of doesn't care, and then she does lose because she would rather have been a robot than not. Although it's hard to know, she yeah. does. She certainly has. She's half and half. It's great. She's half and half. <laughs> half and half. She wins and loses. <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so that's the basic level. Ava victory. Sure, Congratulations, sure, sure. trophy for you. Well, I can. I. I can. Already sense that our that our audience's favorite category here is going to be the easiest one ever. <laughs> yeah, and it's hair. Yeah, and I Ava. It's Ava. Ava it's has great hair. She really well, does. Wait, though. Which which of the two times do you think was better, the short haired look or the long haired look? I think the short hair. I I think the short yeah. hair was. Yeah, yeah was, I think was that short hair was just like exactly what I, from a costume designer perspective, exactly what the character needed to feel like the same sort of kind of edgy, a little unpredictable, but also extremely cute. Yeah. Like, like, yep. like a 
little girl almost, but also like a person that just kind of has a raggedy hairstyle because they're a little bit strung out. Like it was just long yeah. enough that it wasn't a shaved head, but it wasn't long enough that it was styled in any way. Right. It was really, really well done. And I would say that that for the purposes of that interaction of her trying to sort of create an allure for Caleb, for Caleb. and like, and not just not just the idea that it's like, oh, it's his, you know, porn profile, which right. his it's pornography profile. Which is that says, a thing that he has? Right. Yeah, I guess he said it. He has it. Uh, did you base her on my pornography pornography profile? profile. Such a weird line. <laughs> um, uh, but I would say, um, it's also just a very naturalistic look. It's a very. Yeah. Um, it's a very low key kind of look, so I think it's right. disarming in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like the the simple dress. It's just like, hey, I'm a regular lady. Yes, yeah. I, I think the the look she's sporting at the end is more of like a sort of like a done up, Power, sort of powerful, yeah. but like beautiful and like in a traditional way, uh, sort of look that I think would be a little bit less, um, maybe a, maybe a little bit less comforting. To, to Caleb, oh, yeah. who oh, in that moment yeah. is obviously very much out of his element and yeah. wants to feel a little bit more comforted. Glamour was not going to be welcome. Exactly. It in, wasn't going to do... No, that that do wasn't going to disarm doing. Caleb at all. Right. Yeah. So I guess the hair loser then uh, would have to be... Honestly, Nathan. Yeah, he, Nathan's didn't, he didn't did, really have any hair. He had, well, he, here's the thing. Yeah. He had the weird little spot in the middle. Oh, yeah. Is that something? I forgot like, is about that. that. Thing? I kinda, and I don't want to like hair shame anybody right but, but i've seen oscar isaac with a full head of hair he does i've also seen him with a shaved right i don't, I don't shave dish think head. he has that i don't think he does i think that might have been an affectation right. or like a choice yeah and it wasn't good Let, no. let's i'm sorry oscar isaac sure. or nathan or someone that has a circle in the middle of your head i am not saying that that is wrong and makes you ugly but if it's a choice, and for the purposes of this movie, let's assume it was a choice. Sure. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, <laughs> or at, least of, sloppy? at least of the four characters involved. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's only four characters. If one of them has a, a weird yeah. hair defect and the other ones have yeah. just like... Honestly, Caleb's hair is nice. There's like, nice, it's nice, nice hair. normal it's hair. Like nice full head, uh, red yeah. hair. That's great. Uh, I, di- I will say Oscar Isaac's beard I thought was cool. good. Yes, good beard, beard winner, definitely. Well, to, uh, to be fair, you and I are, are are very much in the guys who like bushy beards mm-hmm, category as yeah. guys yeah. with bushy beards. That's a good point. Um, so we're <laughs> we're a little biased. That's true. Um, but but yeah, I would say I would say his beard was pretty good. If that yeah, was, yeah, it was nice. It <laughs> wasn't like it could have been a scraggly bad neck beard or something. You know, they could have chosen to make that character yeah. look really unkempt. Yeah, and they went with like a halfway, like wearing tank tops yeah. a lot, but also, but and also like working like, out really hard. Yeah, and, it is. It was very confusing. And I mean, like Oscar Isaac's he can get it. Oscar oh, Isaac can get it. He has it for sure. He has gotten it. Oh, he's and gotten will continue it to get it. Yeah, he's gotten it from me. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. No, I, to I, don't, him. I don't have it anymore. That's the problem. Oh, he stole it. So I'm saying congratulations to him he for getting it from it you. From us. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, uh, yeah. Congratulations, Oscar. You know what? It's a hard fought thing to get it from me, and you did. It's a hard fought thing to get, to get it, it from well, me. <laughs> yeah. Catchy. It's a hard fought. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, just do the yeah. whole fucking no, here song. We go. They, um, let's recast Oscar Isaac as the orphan Annie. As little orphan little Annie. Little orphan Oscar. Little orphan Oscar. He could do pretty well, I think. Could he? He could. So, I th- what about like clothes, though? 
clothes clothes though is important though um i did really like that dress that kyoko was wearing uh in the like the dance scene i thought that was very elegant yeah it's cool yeah it was very cool um yeah uh i'll say that the i'll say that the shirt and pant combo that nathan was wearing in that scene while (laughs) exposing a, a a fair amount of oscar isaac's great yeah. torso mm-hmm. not a particularly sexy look no a not look a great that look very few human beings could pull off without looking like uh like a gangster just a pile of trash like too. just like a shitty gangster yeah. in a bathhouse like just like yeah i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm here for you know the the meat i'm i'm here the for meat. meat yeah i'm here for meat um but no he which but, is a thing gangsters all say I'm here for meat. I'm hey, I'm here for meat. That's the password when you go into like a speakeasy. It's like <laughs> I'm here for meat, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you must be. You must want. You must whatever. be a gangster. <laughs> oh, a gangster. I see. Oh, hello, gangster. If I have a speakeasy, which I don't, but if I did, <laughs> I would make sure that the person taking uh, passwords talked like that at all times. What's the password? <laughs> What's the password? Oh, a gangster. I see. <laughs> Um, so otherwise the outfits, I mean, I thought Ava's outfits were, were nice. I liked that outfit she wore at the end was very sweet. Um, I thought, um, I don't know. Everyone, everyone is very sort of basic as far as clothes go. Yeah, it really, it really was. Uh, Ava's outfit was fun. I thought it was, I honestly, it's like the sort of style I probably would have if I wore uh, clothing that was made for women. Sure. I'd probably be like the, you know, sort of like stocking and floral print dresses and stuff like that. That's like probably what sort of thing that I would wear. Yeah. yeah. I, but it, you know, it's nothing like, Oh wow. Nailed it. It's just wow. like, yeah, that's a yeah. look from a thrift store, I guess. Like sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much true. But that's also exactly what Caleb wants. I mean, like she's very calculating. She, she yeah. knows she's she knows. seen his pornography profile. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate that. That's how he says it too. It is. And like, like I'll, I'll give Donald Caleb Gleason Cross. a lot of credit for being just like, I think he's a phenomenal, Phenomenal actor. Absolutely. I think his American accent needs some work. There were some hiccups. So he, and I felt start, like yeah. that was one of them. He loses the accents. Uh, I don't think anyone else in this movie had one that they had to get rid of. Alicia Vikander. Is she um, She's Dutch. Oh, she's Dutch. But, okay. and I did actually notice a couple times it her accent peeking through. Yeah. But what I, I liked about that was the way that it did kind of added to this sort of like affected tone that she yeah, needed to have. It works. It worked with her character. Whereas Caleb having slips into being a bit more Scottish yeah. is like, no, that's just bad it's like, not, not Which, dude. His American accent's fine. I'm pretty but, sure he's Irish. Oh, oh Donal is a Irish. That's man. very true. Irish. You'll edit that in later. Yeah, yeah. Fix it in post. Irish. Irish. My favorite Goo Goo Dolls song. <laughs> Uh, and I don't want the world <laughs> oh, to no, see no, me. <laughs> no, no, canceled. The show is canceled. Uh, there, uh, there does exist in this movie uh-huh. a web of trickery. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> there Let does me exist. Tell you. There does exist in this movie a web of trickery. That does. That does. And for. Forthwith, I managed to ask you this question. Perhaps who, who present in this film would be considered a victor in the web of trickery? 
tell me now or hold your peace until we chance meet again. Oh my god. I don't know what this is. I don't either, but I'm I'm, I'm along for the ride. Well, hop on my horse and carriage and we'll jimmy off into the world of (laughs) possibilities. Oh, a gangster. Oh, you must be a gangster. You must be a gangster. Oh, who perhaps wins in this web of trickery? This is is my favorite Dizzy Rascal What what I'm saying is... Oh, you must be a gangster. (laughs) So, who... Who Fix up, look sharp. God damn That's good, though. Who wins tricks in this movie? Who does the best tricks of other people? Sure, 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 Cause sure. Because it's, sure. it's not necessarily who eventually wins. Right. But who, like, tricked someone else the best. Sure. I feel like it was Caleb. Caleb did a good trick. Because he, like, knew, like, he, he was sort of the one that was playing chess all more than, like, to Nathan. He certainly sure. tricked Nathan the best. Yeah. Because he was like, I knew you were going to find it. I knew you were going to confront me. And I set it up anyway. Yeah, but bam, yeah, yeah. power failure doesn't matter. Like, that was, you know, oh, nice twist. I didn't see that coming. You know, that was, it was, a, it was, it was a, good a well trick. done twist. Yeah, for sure. Of course, Ava did the most tricks, I think, of sure. just the fact that she tricked Caleb. Yeah. Period was a great trick. <clears throat> yeah. And, and what's interesting is she tricked Caleb, but she didn't trick Nathan. Like, no. Nathan got the whole time that she was faking and just chose not yeah. to say anything. Yeah. And then just, like, Caleb was really the linchpin for tricking Nathan, mm. which is kind of interesting when you yeah. think about it, is that a- Ava didn't have to... A- Ava maybe realized she couldn't trick Nathan. Nathan would never trust her. So she right. needed she needed an outside source that could fuck with him. And that worked out quite well for her. Yeah. But also uh, probably more heavy lifting on Caleb's end on that part at Definitely. least at the end um yes it's true yeah because like Ava's Ava's an ultimate escape was sort of predicated on a lot of steps that were outside of her control her direct control true um so I would say yeah Caleb maybe wins as far as tricks go just because he's he had the best trick right like, he wins best trick <laughs> best <laughs> trick yeah um I don't know. I don't think anybody had a worst trick. No, I, I mean, I had a little bit of a little bit of a hard time rewatching it, trying to figure out exactly what Nathan's angle was mm. for bringing Caleb in and doing oh, the whole sure. test thing. Like, yeah. I'm still not one hundred percent certain. I could say yeah. why any of that happened, besides just kind of poking at something, right? Being like. I need to pick a person that will be vulnerable to this certain kind of stimulus and give me the sort of test results that I want and be down. Right. So I'm going to get him in and we're going to see what happens. But like what? But beyond that, I but don't what know, like, would those results be? Like, what is he looking for? To see, I mean, basically what happened kind of, I think, is like to see if Ava could effectively completely trick a human, not just like Turing style. Like, do you believe that they are that they're that, a real person? But it's like, but no, no, no. 100% in love, like tricked, got uh, him, okay. like totally got him on dangling on the end of a string sort of thing. And then, you know, yeah, that I, does make sense. Maybe yeah. that's kind of his motivation. So in a way, like his getting him to come to it was a trick. Yeah. I mean, not, not, I like mean, no, the, he, he did. He was perpetuating a lot of tricks throughout. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I was trying to think of like exactly what his end goal was, but I think you're right. I think determining whether you could be tricked into believing the emotional connection with Ava and yeah, succeeded. So it it sets aside the question of whether or not she's human or whether or not she's 
a robot or anything. It's just whether do you do you care for her? And the answer sure. was yes. And so ding ding ding, like he did it. Yeah, and also like I did think it was interesting how he kept confronting him with questions like, "Do you think she really likes you?" Like stuff yeah. like that, like things that should have made him say like, "Oh, you're right. This is a <laughs> robot. What am I talking about?" But because it didn't, I think it really proved Nathan right yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways. It proved um, love. <clears throat> it You're welcome, <laughs> Chuck Tingle. <laughs> this movie proves love. This movie proves love. Thank Finally. you, uh, thank you, Chuck Tingle. That's my new Tu Wong Fu uh, remake. Oh, this movie proves love. Thanks for everything, <laughs> Thanks Chuck for Tingle. Everything, Chuck Tingle. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, so best trick definitely goes to goes to Caleb. Uh, yeah, Worst trick say. probably to uh, Nathan or one of the other robots that died because <laughs> they didn't do a good job tricking Nathan. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see who won best robot. I think it was Nathan. I think secretly he was an AI the whole time. Ooh, yeah. Or was it Caleb? And when he cut open oh his God. arm and whatever, it was just like it, it turns real. out that he had like blood in there to like as an extra oh, nice. layer of trickery. Or Westworld style, uh, he can't see his uh, his programming. Oh yeah, like uh, projects or inserts a different image. So when he cuts his arm open, he sees blood come out of it, but it's really circuitry. And yeah. to everybody else, it looks like circuitry, but he sees it as that so that he can maintain the illusion that he's a human because he's such a good AI. Yeah, yeah. Best robot goes to Caleb, too. <laughs> Canonically, he's a, he's a robot. Everyone in this movie is a robot. Everyone's a robot. You zoom out, and it's just Westworld. Robot, <laughs> just Westworld. Robot, 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 robot. Robot, robot. Yeah. You have any more superlatives? Superlatives. Um, not really. Uh, just mm. sort of, uh, I don't know, who had... Uh, Oh, uh, best yeah. lighting moment. Like, Ooh, is be- there? Oh, best lighting moment. Or best, like, what do um, you think is the best mm, lit mm-hmm. scene in the okay, movie? Okay. Oh God. Uh, when he goes into the Jackson Pollock room for the when Caleb goes into the Jackson Pollock room for the first time, sees the phone. We're led to the phone. We're led to the picture. It's weird. And then Nathan's been in the background in the darkness the whole time, and he sort of emerges. And that's I think that is, that is really one of cool, it's yeah. one of my favorites. I mean, those lights are really good too. Yeah, it, there I, there are a lot. I don't this, know. This this movie created an obsession with colored lights in yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, you've been to my place. You know that I have quite a number of colored light bulbs and a few uh, light strips uh, yeah. with the change colors. Yeah. Uh, and I've never been able to achieve even close <laughs> to the cool ass lighting setup mm-hmm. that he has in that movie. Yeah. I just want. I, I so badly want a world where I can just walk into a room and it'll change colors. And then if I'm feeling a different way, it'll change colors. It'll change again. colors, yeah. You Man. need a smart house. I need a smart house. I need the movie Smart House. <laughs> I would say best drawing, or no, best thing written on paper. Okay. Uh, goes to uh, Ava uh-huh. uh, for, for that good drawing of those plants. <laughs> good uh, or, drawing or that good that good good plant drawing oh, actually well, the one that the one that got me was the one where she was like the window because the the shading of the room around the window was mm, so was cool. impressive yeah it was really good and really cool yeah, yeah. and I, I, I yeah. yeah it was just an interesting effect i would say worst drawing on paper of something was every time that nathan wrote a sticky note and put it on that wall of sticky notes which is the stupidest thing to do i get it it looked cool what are you doing you're a programmer <laughs> like what are hey, you doing sticky notes are valuable man they you can use them for you they're they're, they're modular valuable. you can use them for anything i'm gonna start a cryptocurrency called sticky 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm okay. going to. Sticky coins. Sticky coins. I got sticky coins. They, oh. You hold them forever. <laughs> you can't drop them. You can't drop them. Sticky coins. Sticky coins. Stick your friends. <laughs> sticky coins. Sticky. Stick them like the knife in X Machina. Oh, shit. Yeah. Good. Yeah, best stab goes to... The robots. Best, yeah. Best stab best is a tie. Stab. It's a tie between the two robots. <laughs> Worst stab goes to Caleb cutting Caleb, himself with correct. that. With Not, that a Not a good Not stab. Not a good stab. It's more of a slice. More of a. Okay, we need to remember best stab because I think I think that's an important superlative is, for future. If, if this had come up for Thor Ragnarok, there would oh, be yeah. a lot of options. There yeah, were a lot true. of stabs. A lot of stabs. No, I think best stab is really important. I think I think this is. This is is not something that I want to forget. I really hope we'll do like a kids movie and we'll get <laughs> yeah. like to best the sand stab. lot and it'll just be <laughs> best stab. <laughs> oh oh god. Yep. Yeah, I okay. uh I, I don't know if there are any other superlatives I would be no, I hoping to get into. Think we're fine. Yeah. The lighting one is good though. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of well lit moments. I fucking love the lighting in this yeah. movie, man. I mean I love the soundtrack of this movie. I love the it's cinematography in this it's movie. It's a beautiful movie. The Alex font Garland was great. Alex Garland. Alex Garland, his movies so far, font choice, yeah. off the charts. Cinematography, off the charts. Off the Soundtrack, charts. off the charts. Off the charts. Acting, forget about it. Burn the charts. <laughs> They're done. Cancel the charts. They're over. There's, there's no need for charts. No need for charts. Throw them in the trash. <laughs> Alex Garland is the charts. He is the charts. He is now. a chart. <laughs> uh, do you want to do another I do. I do. Okay. Neil deGrasse Tyson's nitpicky realism corner. I was actually, I swear to God, David, I was hoping that Neil deGrasse Tyson's nitpicky realism corner would come up for this movie for one specific reason. Oh no, what was it? And that is... Please, wait, 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 wait. We have to do it on three because I have one too that I really You know hated. what? How about how about we go back and forth and we save our, like, our really good ones oh. for the end? Oh, okay. Okay, wait, are like sincere ones? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to start it off with a throwback to about two minutes ago when I talked about those sticky notes. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, that is not something people do when they're programmers. They don't make notes on sticky and I build mountains out of them. I mean, maybe that's true. But he's smarter than that. I would, maybe, I, I would I disagree because I feel like there's a certain, to this point in the history of computer technology, there mm. has yet to be a program that is as efficient at allowing me to just like jot a note down mm-hmm. as a piece of paper and a pen. Uh, yeah, it's there's there just isn't I a mean, good way to about like as good of a way to do blue it. Blue book keep. <laughs> it's but pretty see, good. The thing is like the the number of taps I have to do to open an app and then type things mm-hmm. in with my yeah. finger, and I could just like jot a quick note down on a post-it yeah. if it's right in front of me. I just don't believe he doesn't have voice-activated technology. Well, there's where that. he can make say notes. But if you're to like drawing like, like diagrams and stuff, voices. Yeah, I guess. But he's not drawing diagrams well, on sticky I don't notes. Know. I, don't I just know. I just found it David, very. David, I don't know. And perhaps let's let's imagine for a second that he does love sticky notes. What are all the sticky notes that are behind his monitors? That and is a good like point. what is he doing? Why is he built a <laughs> diorama? But we are led to believe that they are functional in some way, yeah. which is just so silly. Yeah. It's just the silliest thing, but it looks very cool and mimics other uh, aesthetics in the house like the rocks and it is like is really smart. That's true. But also like he's not doing that. Like no one's doing that. So I, you know, that's my first nitpicky really. Yeah, corner. very true. Um, he has a very old school phone. 
I yeah, feel like weird. for how like modern a twenty dollar handset from Walmart yeah, sort like of a, vibe, like a janky little phone. Yeah, that's yeah, very strange. Was to it me. a trap? Was that just was, was that, that phone just real? so that he could be like, a dick? Yeah, was that it, just so he could be like, oh, the phone's only for me. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like maybe. what a weird, what like, a weird oh, item. You can use this phone, huh? Nope, not for you. Uh, just kidding. Like, Suck what? it, brah. Yeah, suck um, that phone. So, ugh. You didn't see that scene? No, where he, where he told him to suck, suck the suck phone. Suck that phone. It's like, it's like the cut of Thor Ragnarok you watched with yeah. the explicit sex scene. Yeah, that was weird. Um, uh, why is Caleb's room not able to have windows, but Ava's is? It's an interesting question. Are, are they, they on the fake same level? windows? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, they are. Because th- they're, they're all they're not that, fake windows. All... Because when you go into Nathan's room, he can see into Ava's room. Oh yeah, Th- across yeah. the like little courtyard thing yeah. there. So it, either there's some nefarious component to wanting to sure. put Caleb in a windowless room to make him feel like a prisoner or whatever, or it they just sort of it was lazy continuity and they were like, uh, there could have been windows here, but we didn't put them in there, and now right. we have a script that says you have no windows, even though we built the architecture of this place. Yeah, and there could have been windows. So whoopsies. Yeah, it's probably that. Yeah. I have one. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like it, the power, him not caring about the power failures as lit, like he just was like, I've looked into it and it just happens. Whatever. We're working on it. Like we're working on it. No, I don't, like first of all, he'd be able to figure it out. He's a super smart person with technology specifically. Second, he's like, oh, the guys that installed it must have fucked something up. Like, I don't know what you you literally should be way more suspicious of this and notice that Ava like puts her hand on things before they happen. Like, I don't believe that he's that stupid. Right. Unless again, that is the problem with this nitpicky realism corner is that you could almost, you could excuse almost anything away with like, or maybe it was a trick in this web of trickiness. Well, you know what? And that that's fine. That's totally fine. Oh, Okay. Except it doesn't quite, I don't think that one is a good example of that because while he is able to overcome the power cuts by planting a, a camera, he doesn't right. do that until after That's true. Like That's true. Through. That's a good point. So it wouldn't be a part of his plan. Right. It's just him kind of like being lazy and being like, oh, I'll fix it later. Yeah. Which is sort of on character, but also it's just like, I, I don't believe that he wouldn't be able to tell sure. where the surge was coming from right. and then be like, it's there. Yeah, like Ava's well, doing and it. like process Easy. of elimination. If he has really been looking into it, he probably would have figured yeah. out that it might be something to do with Ava at some point. Because totally. it's not like what other things in that house are as powerful as Ava is. Yeah. Like that would be my first thought: is it's something to do with her, right? Because like she's a gigantic power suck, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine how Which much. I- actually worried about and maybe this is something that comes up in the future of this story Ava's powered by something right yeah like, that's a question what, that I have where does she get her power like and internally how generated? long is she gonna live yeah. outside that's like does she need question. to be rebatteried every now and then she doesn't have the technology with her right. like she's just walking out into the world she's gonna just stop working someday and they demonstrated that she can take parts from other robots right. but number one she killed nathan so yep, yikes. probably a bad move uh number two those robots were earlier prototypes so her parts are more than likely or her original parts are more than likely better so she's replacing mm-hmm. superior parts with inferior parts that 
are probably more likely to break down or like less efficient in some way. Yeah. So unless she can build a really good replacement robot body for yeah. herself, which she probably she might Maybe, be able I mean, to. She might be able. I to. think they they've established that she's got that sort of level of intelligence, but. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would say uh, a nitpicky realism thing. We've already kind of brought it up, but uh, if they're filtering her knowledge through a search engine, <laughs> she's going to have way weirder uh, opinions on things. Oh, probably, God, yeah. So many, <laughs> so many confusions. Like I don't. I it. Yeah, actually, the the way that they explain her AI is like, yeah, no, yeah, that's not how yeah. any of that would work. <laughs> and this is really pure Neil deGrasse Tyson realism corner. Right. It's just you got all of th- everyone's Googles and you made a neural network, basically. Yeah, exactly. They don't talk like that. <laughs> like She no. would be a freak. <laughs> and perhaps the argument is that he did all of that and then sort of layered on top of all of it a personality. Sure. Or well, something and, and like, like that. I, I presumably if she can access Google search, uh, she can access mm. Google search results and see the things right. that come up from that, like the articles so. and the yeah. videos and the blog, blog posts mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. But even that, I mean, there's, there's a certain constructed reality that we don't see. I think... Yeah, I think there's an argument to be made, and we don't have time to get into all of it, but I, I think there's an argument to be made that anything that you see in a video, anything you see written down, anything like, there is no such thing as an unfiltered right. humanity on <laughs> the internet. Sure. There just isn't. Yeah. Or in media of any kind. Yeah, Th- there's, there's always a conscious right. effort being put forward to present uh, a, a human, uh, present humanity in a certain way. So the the argument that in order to create an artificial intelligence that's going to be passable to a human being to the point where even if they know it's an AI, they'll still believe that they have consciousness, that they're still capable of affection and all those things, makes the idea of getting all of that information filtered from those sources mm. hard to swallow. It makes it, it, makes it so that yeah. it, it feels more unrealistic and i feel like it wouldn't quite create generate the results that they would like us to believe they would generate yeah it's very convenient for the for the trappings of a movie right but and of course of uh, course this context is all predicated on the idea that we're big enough dicks to not enjoy this movie because (laughs) because little things bother Mm -hmm. us about it or we're able to like not suspend our disbelief for five seconds totally um yeah uh i would say that um Uh, whose pornography profile (laughs) number one is like specific enough that it's like here's this one type of person that is most alluring to this guy and we can tell number one and it's just like you know a normal human woman who doesn't like she's pretty but like she's not remarkable really like she's she doesn't she has just sort of like short normal hair she dresses right. like a normal person yeah. she's not like like i feel like <laughs> i feel like i just imagine that caleb goes to porn.com yeah. and he just types in the search bar normal yeah <laughs> that's just, exactly it is like, it's like it's like if if she is supposed to be based uh, on his pornography profile what is his pornography profile and the fact that that exists in the first place what are you what do you that, mean that, what that, are you doing that, what are you up to? that's bizarre that's also nitpicky but like but who like, says pornography profile but like 
like what searches yeah. is he doing that <laughs> yeah let's that assume it's based on searches because that's yeah. you know right like that's, that, that's what i think that's they're getting really at is it, yeah. i think when he says pornography profile i think he means like like a like yeah. a sort of he doesn't mean like searches caleb 69 420 xoxo <laughs> on porn.com like no. that's not what he means no. he doesn't How have did you know my porn. screen name? i'm sorry <laughs> thank you for outing me yeah yeah go get him <laughs> docs christian <laughs> Docs, docs my porno pornography profile. <laughs> Give him bad Yelp reviews on, on porn. pornography.com. <laughs> what a great website. So good. Yeah. So good. Shout we out should, to pornography.com. We should buy that website. <laughs> that should be our URL. Uh, do you know how expensive that Actually, would be? Oh, I'm sure. We did too much. Fucking incredible. Too much. Um, but uh, we'll talk about business off the air. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. The the that is very. So, that's so, a very. So good my point. nitpick is my nitpick point. is yeah. What the fuck is his pornography profile and how did it lead to that? Mm-hmm. Like to her. Like what is he searching for? That's a great question. I have no idea. Unless it's like Alicia Vikander. <laughs> hey, and like, you know what? Very prescient of him since she was not famous uh, at the time. Exactly. Unless this movie is set in a near future in which she had starred <gasps> in the movie Ex Machina and was famous. <laughs> but and if now, for some reason he doesn't say, oh, she looks exactly like Alicia Vikander. <laughs> and you know, now that I think about it, this is Ex Machina. Guys, <laughs> Nathan, I think you're going to die. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I've been here before and I just realized yeah. now that I'm finally in the bunker <laughs> and trapped forever trapped. that this is exactly the plot of that movie <laughs> I like. He only realizes it like. at the end. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't because he forgot what most of the movie was. He remembered seeing it. He kind of yeah. remembered some parts about it. Yeah, it's hard to follow. Lots it's of like, shots of nature and yeah, then rocks. It's, and waterfalls it's very slow. And, yeah, and yeah, he kind of fell asleep in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Wait a minute. This is ex machina. Wait a minute. Oh, this is ex machina. Shit. Oh, no. oh I should have paid more attention to that <laughs> Wait, movie. He, he googles ex machina porn <laughs> and Alicia Vikander porn, and that's a, why. <laughs> that's why. What? Okay. Let me just think about ex machina porn but like if it wasn't in reference to the to movie, movie what would that be it's just like it's just like shots of like like weird things happening unexplained yeah. like god sent events unexplained technological phenomenons yeah. that are god related in some way i don't that's really hard to know what that is yeah no yeah. it's porn plots it's also not that. very funny is the thing no that's the problem so i'm gonna cut that out yeah this yeah. has been complaining com complaining <laughs> welcome back to the complaining couch <laughs> so i think <sighs> okay right. i think do we, we have any more i think we no, should do our big I, ones? I think i i want to do my big one. you want to do your big one okay. i want to do my real big one but I want to do the real big one. I want to do the real big one. I think we should say what our real big one is at the same time. Because okay. if it's the same, that'll be really fun. That would be Because there fun. is one that is just blaringly obvious to me. Not glaringly, blaringly. Oh, okay. Like a horn on a boat. All right. All right. I'm All right. super excited. Three, two, one, say. Okay. Three. Hang on. I want to figure out how I would have phrased it in a way okay. that I'm like, you know, blurting it out. Okay. okay. Hang okay. on. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Three. Three. Two, one. There's key no way cards. his estate is that large. Oh, okay. yeah. That key is cards. good. That is good. Key cards is good. Key cards. What the fuck? <laughs> key, cards? key cards? You literally have facial recognition technology. That's you 100%. made the key card with facial recognition technology. That's and then true. you made a key card that anyone can take yeah. and use. And what are you doing? He would have like biometric sensors. Yeah. He would have all sorts of things. RFID chips what or some shit. Earth? Like he yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. No. Key cards is the least efficient like, way oh, of dealing well, with that. But this is a 90s GoldenEye video game, so we have to have key cards. What? <laughs> this is Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. It's like he, yeah. they had to find so, a so way <laughs> for him to be able to. So they were like, he has, oh, to, he has to have a key card, then he has to take it to the to the <laughs> furnace to yeah. melt it down into two key cards. But then in he has order to take to that to the, the frozen room, yeah. to, to, like, to the freezer to melt God. it, to freeze that into yeah, a third key exactly. card. Yeah. He needs to freeze the pipe so the water stops flowing so we can turn the valve so that he can turn the furnace back off so that he can get into the third level yep. to get the key to unlock the locker in the basement. Yeah. You know. Video ex machina. Games. Right, ex machina. Ex machina. <laughs> you know, ex machina. You know, ex machina. So um, key cards, stupid. Yeah, no definitely. No way that person uses key cards. You're 100% right. I agree 100%. Yeah. But it's a good plot device and that's honestly the reason it's in the movie. Yes. There's no way to figure it out otherwise. So, yeah, yeah whatever. Mine I was mostly Misty. excited about because this is one of the few times I've actually done any sort of research. Oh. Uh, so, at the beginning of the movie, he's in the helicopter going right. over, he's over flying, and he goes, and he goes, what, how far to his estate? Right. And the guy laughs, and he says, we've been flying over his estate for two hours now. Two hours, two hours. Now, of helicopter. The average helicopter's top speed yes. is 172 miles per hour. Okay. Which means that even just rounding down to 150, sure. two hours, that would be 300 miles. That's a lot of miles. That's larger than New York City. <laughs> so we're to believe that Caleb's estate is so large that it would eclipse New York City. And like Jeez. the only thing that's on it is one house in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Or like on the, like yeah. how? And like presumably, if he's been flying for two hours straight in one direction, right. that means it probably extends the uh -huh. same amount. The Correct. other it could extend Correct. the same amount the other direction, could. and probably does. Which like how huge is that estate? Yeah, oh. it, it, that that yeah. was like I was but, like, there's I did I had to Google. I was like, wait, <laughs> how fast can a helicopter fly in yeah. two hours, or how yeah. far can it fly in two hours? And yeah, no fucking mm -hmm. way. Maybe it was just a really slow helicopter. Well, okay. <laughs> See, Maybe he was like taking the scenic. Here's route. the other thing: is like if we're presuming this is like near future, then helicopters already exist that can top yeah, out yeah. at like two seventy five. Yeah. And I'm talking like commercial helicopters, right? Not a military helicopter. And I mean, those aren't like those aren't super common, which is why I went for like a more average helicopter speed. But he probably but, has a really nice helicopter. He probably does. He probably does. And like. If it takes that long to get across his get across his estate, yeah, he's, no they're going to be going at a good speed because yeah. like, because they're not they're going to just get in and go as the helicopter flies. Also, you know? he didn't refuel. He dropped Caleb <laughs> in the middle of a field, which he then had to trek to the house. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And then just flew and back. then just flew back. So clearly, some sort of fuel reserve situation yeah, going on. Yeah, is yeah, pretty unrealistic. Helicopters, they don't helicopters have, a lot of fuel. have to refuel after uh, a certain distance. How, how long? Oh fuck! Look, you should look it up. I the thing is, is it was uh, it was in the Google search, and I oh, was, was so focused on the distance oh, yeah. that it could tr that it could right. like travel in yeah. time that I wasn't thinking about the fuel reserves. But it does sound like a like a four four to five hour trip. Yeah, we're talking like if it's going round trip and yeah. it takes two hours to get there. And I mean, that's like if it if he landed shortly like after telling right after, him. Which, which we don't know. We don't know because it does cut. Mm -hmm. So but, we don't know but, how much happened before they started flying. We don't know how far away from the estate. They just were flying over it for two hours. So we're talking like, we're talking- Maybe six to 10 hours yeah. of flying. So that Oof. helicopter is, that would cr that helicopter would crash. It would crash. There's just no fucking way. <laughs> 
here's what I don't believe. No helicopter fi- pilot can fly for six to ten hours without crashing. Well, no, but like I'm saying, with, with no fuel, it would, fuel, run, out it would run out of fuel. Yeah, that's true. And also, helicopters aren't like planes. Uh, if a plane if a plane runs out of fuel, it can still glide down. Mm. A helicopter just fucking falls. No, because it has no it has <laughs> it has <laughs> no like wings. It just Sully like, was flying. It's just it just fly if it would fall straight down. Yeah. That's actually unless you dude reaches his arm out the window, hits that blade real fast <laughs> to keep it spinning. Maybe. No, no maybe, maybe not. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe you want to try it? Maybe. <laughs> you Let's, try ask it? <laughs> Let's ask Neil. Hey Neil. Hey um, Neil, could I hit a helicopter blade so fast that it would spin so fast that I could fly without any fuel? And without cutting my fingers without off. cutting my fingers off but also slapping it really really fast We're really slapping it. and also i can just reach up through the window yeah. of a helicopter because it's right there <laughs> it's right? right there it's not you know it's not way up yeah well the best helicopters it's right there it's right you know there. like sometimes you gotta you gotta make a trek it's right there it's right but it's right yeah. there though yeah <laughs> it's Good. like those ads on apartment buildings you'd be home if you lived right here it's like <laughs> I don't You'd know be able to spin these yeah, helicopter it, blades if they were if right they here. Were right here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing. Like, so it's yeah. not a benefit, but okay. I, I would say that the of the nitpicky realism corners that we've ever done, this is the first one where I felt super confident that no, that's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. and I can, I have, I have numbers. No, that is that is what this segment is for. Yeah, is a. This is impossible, and the movie asked me to believe it was possible. Right, and it's <laughs> one of the first things we yeah. see in the. It's the first line in the movie. Yeah, there yeah. is no dialogue. There's before some that. texting before There's that. There's texting, but that's the first line. That's the first line. Yeah. Wow. Um. Not not which, good. Yeah. I get the the idea. Again, it's no, a plot device, and obviously yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, well, well, that's the whole. It point doesn't this, affect the, yeah. the film at all, right? But I just think it's interesting. <laughs> um, I just thought it was like when I caught it, I was like, "Hey, I caught something. I've yeah. never caught something before." <laughs> it's like if I were to go fishing and I got a fish, I'd be like, "Holy shit, I got a fish!" It's like that. I've never gotten a fish. It's a before. good simile. Yeah, people who fish sound like that. I've never gotten a fish. Uh, so. <laughs> I think we found a lot of holes. Honestly, this is a great movie for the nitpicky realism corner to it come is. up because it's a movie that does a lot of hand waving. Well, it's a hard sci-fi movie, but it's 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 hard sci-fi in the sense that the sci-fi that it's going for is very grounded in sure, what it sure. thinks is reality, but mm-hmm. it, what it's trying to do is tell a story. It, right. It's trying to it's trying to its focus is on the emotional dynamics of the characters, mm-hmm. not on the technological Absolutely, dynamics yeah. that cause that thing to happen. Yeah, um, there's there's the line where which is like so. I mean, Alex Garland, I I love him. He's great. the The line about like, I know you're gonna ask me to explain how Ava works, but I'm not going to because you. Like couldn't handle it. No, or, that wasn't what it was. Because it's because it's too I, secret. Nope. It was, was because, it? it was because it was because I wanna ha- I wanna have a conversation the, and not uh, yeah not a lecture so or whatever. Stupid. You know what? I, I thought that was fine. But yeah, I, I like, it was. I think it just works so well. As I thought it worked a, with the character. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's he, true. He seems true. like kind the kind of, of dude who would yeah. say that. Yeah, um, that, that's a good point. It works with the character better than it could, but it also is like a very very easy. Oh, it's a cop. Now I am not going to tell you how this works, <laughs> which is a good choice. I think that's fine. Because we would be nitpicking with it if he yeah. actually said any more about how it works. It's like it's like the the controversial but I think very smart line in Looper 
that yeah. of like right. you if can't we, think about time travel. If you think about time travel too much, it'll like it'll melt your brains or something like yep. that. Like it just we just can't spend all day talking about time travel. Yep. And it's like it's it's like the director saying to the audience, "Listen, <laughs> you might want to know the answer to this, but fucking who has the time?" <laughs> You came to a movie yeah. to watch it and have fun. We have like two hours. Just fucking watch. <laughs> yeah. Like don't don't get into all this right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's so you're right. It, it's it could have been a lot more egregious. Yeah. As a line, it works with his character too. I think it actually establishes but his the character thing. Well. The no, helicopter the helicopter thing is real and does is, not help anything. It doesn't. In the movie. Yeah, it doesn't help. The it's movie. just bad. It's just like. Well, oh, it, it, here's what it does. It establishes that the guy he's visiting is rich. Yeah. But you could do that by saying, when he says the estate, number one, estate sounds like a rich term for a uh, place. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. to his it's house nice, or to nice, whatever. Good, yeah. But you could say like a more reasonable thing like, oh, we've been flying over it for the last half hour or something like that. or like Still good. We've been flying over it for the last mile. Mm. Like a person or who has a mile long estate. Miles. Yeah. Still, that's, that's pretty cool. That's still big, and you can still say, like, oh, this person must have money. Like, because yeah. that's what that line is for. But that line is to is almost to tell you that they have an incomprehensible amount yeah, of money. Yeah, that's true. And so maybe the exaggeration is actually doing work. It's, it's telling it's you just, it's impossibly large. It's, this it's, person it's lives. so large that literally <laughs> this isn't yeah, possible. The Bermuda Triangle is where... <laughs> I almost said Alex Garland lives where yeah. Nathan lives. It is where Alex Garland lives, though. Yeah, probably. He's, probably. Not, he's in there. He's so cool. It's so weird. What a weird little it's boy. So clever and weird and Ooh. just all sorts of, sort of odd. Coming to you live from the Bermuda Triangle. We're we're broadcasting live from the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, is that what Alex Garland sounds like? Uh, yes. I, I make movies about the truth. Oh, no. <laughs> it's me, Alex the Mind the Body. <laughs> Garland, Garland. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Making we... movies off the grid, kind of. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he lives off the grid. I don't know, but, he, but he's he's on the grid, but he's like off the map. Let's say, not Alex Garland, Nathan. Oh, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. I jumped. I jumped. Sure, and I didn't sure, say. sure. <laughs> no, Alex Garland uses all organic, all natural movies. Uh, movies. <laughs> Yeah, all of the he filming uses techniques. All natural he uses, digital, he, digital yeah, film no, technology. No, he doesn't use digital film. He uses all analog film, all <laughs> natural lighting. Um, he Naturally have, occurring cameras. Exactly. Yes, he finds those cameras. He he goes to the place where those cameras live, and he uses them to film w- within their culture. He respects the cameras. Right. Culture. Very respectful. He does not appropriate the cameras culture like no. so many filmmakers. Ugh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's what makes him a true visionary for it's, the future. He's, he's not stuck in the past. And right. visionary and in the future. Lie. Lie. <laughs> this movie, they could have just done that scene with Lying Cat from Saga. Ooh, yes. Good mm. good shout out. Mm. Yeah, the, literally the only reason I said that <laughs> wasn't to make a funny joke. It was just to prove like, hey guys, I've read Saga. I've read Saga. Mm, come at me, bros. It's me, Brian K. Vaughn. Hi, I'm Brian K. Vaughn. This is definitely what I sound like. Yes, well, I wrote a comic series called Ex Machina. He did, that's right. Brian I own Kavon. all of it. It's pronounced... And I've never read it. Kavon. Kavon. Brian Kavon. Brian Kavon Smith. Bri- <laughs> I made Clerks Ex Machina. 
Clerks Machina. Clerks Machina. Clerks Machina. Brian Kevon Smith. Oh, Brian Kevon yeah. Smith. Do you get it? I do now, yeah. Do you get my joke? <laughs> I, do. I do. Oh, good. <laughs> mm. Oh, is it a gangster? Oh, hello, gangs. Hello, gangsta. I don't even know what we're doing We anymore. long since we lost the plot of this episode. Um, you know what? I didn't lose my love for... Ex Machina. What yeah, a good movie. I do love this movie. It's a Me very too. good movie. Um, so yeah, that was Ex Machina. Uh, David, anything else you wanted to say about this movie? Oh my God, I have a beatbox for you. <laughs> yes! Uh, and it is a popular beatbox from this movie. Lots of people enjoy this This sort of... Uh, it, it's maybe a series of beats that culminates in an ultimate beat, but I'll... Uh, sure, sure. But uh, I... Forgive me, it, indulge me, perhaps, in oh, this yeah. uh, in this glut so of beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I love the scene where they are there. It's, it's a transition. I don't remember what comes right before it, but it comes from some sort of serious scene that happens. And then it says Ava day three and it cuts to uh, some nature and a waterfall and an outdoor establishing shot. And it's like morning. You can tell it's supposed to be morning. And then uh, Nathan and Caleb are hanging out outside. One of them's drinking, probably Nathan and he just leans up against the wall and there's a pause and he just says, you want to see something cool? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it is the funniest line in the movie <laughs> because of all of the silence and reverence that come before it. And then it's just this weird tech bro going, hey, you want to see something cool? <laughs> and then it cuts to his lab. It's so good. That it's so well timed. And is very all good. of the silence that comes before it is just amazing. Oh my God. I, lo- I love that part. It's my yeah. favorite part of this movie. That and the dance are just these moments of weirdness in an otherwise Oscar Isaac very serious like movie. catches that character so well yeah. this whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Turns out Oscar Isaac's a really good actor. Yeah, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, Oscar Isaac. He's pretty good. He's good. He's got chops. He's, he he he's got going it, places, and he got chops. <laughs> That's right. He got it. He got it. Um, well, uh, <laughs> this has been Contextual Deviance. Thank you so much for listening. What did we talk about today, David? We talked about. Uh, we discussed some winners and losers. We did some superlatives. Uh, we did an unreliable narrator rundown. We did it. Uh, all four. All four of them. Yeah, that was pretty fun. We did uh, we did some nitpicky realism yes, corner from our dear friend Neil, our dear friend Doctor Neil, uh, and there was another one too. That's true. How would this movie be even more sad? Saddest ending possible. For Saddest this movie. ending That's possible right. for this movie. That's thank right. you. Saddest ending. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, thank you again for listening. We we really love making this show for you folks. What? Oh, we love it. Um, we uh, are always looking for feedback from folks. Yeah. Uh, so reach out to us. We've got we've got a Facebook page. We've got a Twitter at Text Deviance. We've got an email at contextualdeviance at gmail dot com. Uh, we love we love getting feedback. We've gotten some great uh, great responses to some of these episodes. Some questions. Uh, maybe at some point in the future, I'll do like one of the deviations. I can answer some questions anyone has. So send me send me some things you'd like us to talk about. If there, if you've had any thoughts about any of the context we've done for any of the movies, if something you thought we missed or something you thought of that you know you want to toss our way, let us know. Uh, we'd love to uh, get some thoughts from y'all on any of the eighteen now movies that we've done so far, which is 
kind of crazy to think about. Dang. Yeah, it's 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 chugging right along, and we're still rolling. Uh, I've got some ideas about what we can do next that I think are going to be very intriguing. Um, uh, in the meantime, David, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, my butt. Yeah. Thank you for asking, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Sometimes you ask, do you have any plugs? And it's not as funny to say my butt. Oh, sure. Because it's weird. But you really, you set me up so well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I would like to thank Christian for this opportunity. <laughs> I would like to plug Would you like my... to plug me for that? Sure. Thank you. I I would like to plug my show, The Hypotheticast. It's really fun. Uh, you should listen to it if you like you. thinking or imagining or whatever. I don't know. It's a nice time. You, uh, I was also on a couple other podcasts recently. I was on the Gravity Beard podcast, which is an interview show. Uh, it is not about beards. It is a they they do all sorts of different interviews about different things. Uh, they have some really good. They have a good series on bad date stories, and that was the one that I was on. It was really, I told a fun one, uh, and they they do some other cool interviews. I was on a recent episode of that that should be coming out soon. I don't know when. Yeah, who's to say That's what awesome. production schedules look like? But that was a fun time. And then I was also on a show called What the Actual Faith, which is a show about. Uh, it's based. It's based. It's made by a Lutheran human named Allison, who's very cool, uh, who went through periods of doubt and atheism and back to Lutheranism and this sort of weird like Unitarian thing. And it's. It's a show where she just talks to people that she knows and sometimes she doesn't about whatever they want or about like their journey with faith or their lack of it in my case. And it was really cool. It was like a surprisingly awesome, respectful conversation between two people that are like, like I could be her friend. Like she was a cool person that I could be friends with and she's like a Lutheran and she's doing it. Nice. So, you know, that, go that, check those things that's out. That's a nice, that's a, sort of a nice salve to our Thor Ragnarok episode, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. I, I have a feeling uh, it just came out, so I don't know yet, but if mm. I I feel like someone might be a little uncomfortable with it somewhere. Maybe. I, I mean, know. if you get a cease and desist from the Mormons, we're doing something right. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's how that works, but okay. Um, <laughs> no. They're not Scientologists. That's they're not going to be suing me just for saying they <laughs> yeah, That's a good point. Um, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. what I got. Awesome. Uh, yeah, those, I will listen to both of those. Or I won't. We'll find out. All, yeah, all three next of those, because technically that was a, three. Yeah, you should listen to the, oh, the most recent episode of The Hypotheticast has my mom on it. Whoa. So get in there. Yeah. That's, if that's not a hook, I don't know what is. Get under that mom hat. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, yeah, I don't have, uh, I don't think I have anything to plug besides this show that we're doing right now. Uh, I hope you listen to it. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Contextual Deviance. I hope you listened to this episode of Contextual Deviance. I hope you did. And thank you for doing so, and I hope you did. Um, David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Those dentists named the ship Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at taxdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis's own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Eat Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!